Welcome listeners to the Dream Stream podcast. I am Yiska Cook. And I'm Ellen Ronis. And we're going to do dream work. Yay. So you were saying from the last dream that we did on unfold and work on of yours, mm-hmm. that you had another dream? You think somehow they're connected? Um... They can, you know, probably, probably. Let me just get yeah. this. Um, it's hard to say because I don't. There we go. Oh, that didn't do any good whatsoever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> I I just don't know. I just don't know. I just know I had it close to the other dreams, and so it probably has something to do. Oh, sorry. Sometimes, right? Sometimes it's hard to see the connections, but when you're unpacking it and exploring it sometimes yeah. become clear or not, if yeah. it's not yes exactly and um yeah a little piece of that dream entered into some writing that I did um oh good last night yeah last night yeah. yeah it wasn't the best piece of writing I I'd ever done because it was a little bit anyway it doesn't matter it's gonna be so great it's just was what it was but I realized that lately I've been writing from the dreams I I, I my writing it, it's yeah I'm starting to write from that dream space so it's like it's actually like processing the dream but it's ha- then how the dream is bringing me into curiosity and that's a good idea philosophy and what I'm thinking what I'm feeling what I'm processing through what I'm you know where I am in my life it's pretty it's pretty cool it's pretty like it's a good prompt yes yes what does it mean to me and then you're also exploring yourself and right well I think I I shared I shared yesterday or so with you a couple days ago um that one of the writing prompts in she usually my in my writing group she gives like 20 prompts like you can there's a list of them and you can pick none or you can pick 10 you know it's just totally up to you often I don't pick any and I just write wherever but I chose the prompt that said the dream lingered in my mind for weeks yeah so that was just a perfect way to go right into a dream that I had just had and I I did a pretty cool piece of writing around that um so, you know, that made it easy, but it also made me realize, wow, that's a cool thing to do to write from the dream world, you know, especially when you kind of get the sense that it's, it is really juicy, like it really is, is um, helping you to see things in your waking life. Yes. They usually are at some, on some level. I think this is what I need because we uh, have been working on a book, right, with Carla, with Dr. Carla Mazio, and I can... I just need to loosen up my writing. Everything I'm writing is like, okay, this, everything gets better with edits. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I learned that from my mom. I, I was doing a paper and I was probably middle school and she read it and it was kind of, <laughs> I was written in like a, I'm only going to use this example from Rudolf Steiner because of his particular way of stating something. I was nothing mm-hmm. like Steiner. <laughs> But he says, well, anyone who knows anything about blah, 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 agrees. It's like very German 
you know, yeah. 1900s. So, um, so I, it was written somehow. My mom read it and she said, you know, it's very good, but I think if you rewrite it, it will be, mm-hmm. you know, it will be. You'll like it better. Yeah. And yeah. I rewrote it and it had a whole different tone. It was, um, it was wonderful. So uh, I need something to get me writing every day. And I may have said, I may have said I'm committed last dream group, but this time I mean it. <laughs> I'm going to write about my dreams. Yeah. 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 Maybe starting with a question. Okay. And then allowing yourself to answer the question, like your, okay. yourself, God, you know, whatever's coming through you, ask the question and then let the answer come through, which coming from you, but also coming from, you know. What I would think of as one's higher self, but my yes. here Eckhart Tolle doesn't say that because then you think it's outside of yourself. So he says, my deeper, my deepest self. I love that. God, I love that guy, right? I he just, so I still listen he to just him. Says, he just says that he does it all right. <laughs> he just does it like exactly how, how we can hear it. It's yeah. the kind of thing that listening over and over again is only helping me, is only making yes. me more interested. Yes. I think this time I can grok it a little better. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about, so Ellen, you don't even have to go back into these dreams, but I noticed the last time we spoke that two of your dreams, if they were my dreams, had foretold a couple things that were going to happen in my life. Yes. Um, in my like ahead now, you know, you yes. don't step out of the now, but my just ahead now. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just extraordinary because your dreams were giving, if they were my dreams, I would feel like they were giving me a little bit of warning that some emotional stuff might come up or I might have a pain, you know, I don't know exactly, but I feel like you were well served by your dreams. And yeah. Yeah. And, you know, thank you for pointing that out. Cause you know, we had shared this, you know, off, off air. Um, Yiska and I shared, shared some, um, some emotional moments for me and, um, and you know, you helped me realize that what I was, what was happening, was something that that the dream sort of foretold, which I never would have put it together. I just never would have. So, I really appreciate that as your your kind of superpower that you remember the dream so well, and that you so can obvious to me. <laughs> yeah, well, isn't that isn't that the way it is, right? Like your gifts to me are like wow, and you're just I like I thank you so much for saying yeah. that. I'm unempower anyone to like be the listening board for your you know close ones dreams yeah you can see things that the dreamer might not see because mm-hmm. the dream is so upfront and and real so, yeah I think you're so in it in a way you're just in it and it you we tend to get in our heads about things you know yeah. about the analysis rather than That's um right. Yeah, that sort of felt sense of things. Yeah, um, you and Eckerd both, baby, stay out of your ego mind. <laughs> yeah, and that came up last night in my writing where okay. I had this kind of idea of what I wanted to write about because I wanted to continue the process of writing from dreams. Yes. Something happened at the beginning of the group where the, the mentor, teacher, whatever, 
mentioned that, oh, this one woman who, who I love so much is not going to be in the group anymore. And then, and I love, like, we've been in groups together, this other, this woman, and that she's going to be in another day. And, and the other people in the group are people I don't really know. And that's fine. I'm, they're lovely. And we've already shared some writing and it's fine, but but I was like sort of in, a little in shock. You know, it's like, oh, the, my person. She was like my person that I always could count on to give me really great feedback. So instead of writing from that place where I was a little in shock, I was a little angry, I was a little upset. And then that would have been an interesting exploration where that, yeah. I, I kind of tried to keep going back to the dream. And so I, I guess the lesson there is to just always be so in the moment with what you're expressing, you know, particularly as, as an artist of some sort, it's yeah. like, let it be right there. Let it be right. Whatever is, it doesn't matter if it seems like a silly little thing that you should get over or you will get over just, I don't know, just to, you know, just be, it's just being so present with our vulnerabilities, so present with ourselves. And that's where our greatest gifts lie when we can be in that deepest place of thing. Absolutely. Anyway, a lot of dream, dream work, but yes, just a meditation can take someone or uh, art. Um, I'm saying you know, if you're really in a painting, I'm not a visual artist. I'm a, a, a word smith, <laughs> but I imagine that art can take one there. You know, whatever any expression, it could be a dance, it can be a poem, it can be a you know an essay, whatever it is. I think unless you have a very specific idea and you're writing on that idea, if you're just doing something creative, like in the creation, the moment of creation, I think should, should not that it should be, but I think it's the most honest when it comes from the very moment of whatever it is that's happening in you at this moment. So maybe you can help me with this quandary. I am, so I'm trying to manifest. And I think most people who listen to our podcast know I have MS and um, first of all, trying to manifest wellness, you know, and um, like ease walking or climbing, hiking. I want hiking back in my life. So, um, but, and I've watched, um, I don't know, so many people have something to say about manifestation. John, someone, I can't think of his name in this moment, but I'll think of it before this is over. But um, so I'm I'm wondering from you, fellow traveler, how would you describe manifesting something for one's life? Um, I guess I would say it's like opening your mind opening your vision like you imagine the thing that you want kind of there in your mind like feeling feeling it I think for me it's always about the body it's always about feeling things in the body so it's like yeah. can you feel that in your body can you so yeah is you're trying to manifest feel how it would feel to have that thing and then yeah. and then just energetically you know connect with what is around us, the energy around us, which I think is God, the matrix, you know, whatever it's, it's everywhere. It's not a being. So this is all wonderful. And I think that because I've been working on manifestation and I think that I, I see myself in a, a stronger, straighter walk, you know, and, um, and I, I'm welcoming in the five senses because I also believe it's like a sensual 
And I probably heard that also from some of these wonderful teachers. Mm-hmm. And um, Joe Podesto, what's Joe Dispensa? Joe Dispenza. Dispenda? Dispenza? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so, but I love what you're saying, like feel the presence. It's almost like I'm feeling it by senses, you know, the five senses that everyone agrees on, the body has, but I haven't been necessarily feeling it in my heart or my chakras. So yeah, can you say more about that? So like, how do you tune in to the different energy spirals? I don't, I don't know. Cause I don't really, I don't really work with that that much. Like okay. you know, I, I, people say, Oh, you manifest. Well, I don't, I'm not doing it purposefully. You know, I'm just, yeah. I'm just not, I don't know. So I don't know. I don't really know. I think conscious mind. Yeah. I think I just, I don't think there's anything specific. I think it's just kind of a felt sense. Okay. Feeling it in my body and then like connecting with um, energy that, that, that can, you know, just energy that is around you that can actually help you move forward. This feels so opening for me because working with the five senses seems so limited, Mm. not limiting, but limited, you know, my, you know, my eyes can see only this. Yeah. That's why I say the felt sense, right? I love that. I feel like what you're offering is like expanding the, the space that I'm trying to manifest within. So um, thank you so much, Ellen. Sure. Sure, that's a great question. Great question. So do you have a dream? Yeah, this was a really interesting dream a couple of, uh, three days ago, four days. Um, um I'm just looking to see if there's a date out of whatever, three, four days ago. Um, And I just, I do remember that it took me a really long time to like get out of the dream when I woke up. Like, I'll say that after, right? So you'll you'll ask me how I felt. It's time. I much more appreciate your way of like, no rules. Winging it. (laughs) That is my way. (laughs) (laughs) cool okay well I'll just say then because I wrote it down it took me hours to snap out of the dream um so I am on an airplane that is lined with uh, with benches on either side there's no rows of chairs like on a regular plane it's a big big giant jetliner and there's there's just a bench, a really long bench running up and up and down each side of the plane. And I'm sort of sleeping, like laying down. There's nobody else on the plane. Smooth, quiet engine, kind of gently soaring through the air over the ocean, blue sky. And I kind of wake up like almost like I had been drugged or something. I was kind of happy to be like halfway across, halfway across the ocean, but I don't know where I was going. Um, I felt unnerved is what I wrote. Um, What I left felt, felt dark and chaotic and confused people I knew, family and friends, helping me to make a decision about how I was to get there. 
wherever there was. Um, and it feels like I'm drugged, like they had to anesthetize me in order for me to get out of the war zone in my mind. That's what I wrote. Wow. Oh. Wow. Did they help me or were they helping themselves? I don't know what that means. That was the last thing you asked of your dream? Ooh. What? Wow. Wow. Well, seeing as there's no order, I'm going to jump into a projection. Okay. <laughs> um, um, it's like uh, in so many movies, and I can't think of one. But where there's the plane with the benches, like like skydiver movies, or yeah, like, you know, it's like army, army, right, or like like the really expensive plane, you know, with those, I don't know, like private plane, like a private plane. Okay. But it wasn't, it wasn't even like that. It wasn't even like you know, there were like tables and chairs the way a private plane has like its own little white leather couches. No, it was just benches, like. Yeah. One bench, nothing else. It was like nothing. It was so, not a picture, not a nothing else. It was just oh, wow. air inside and that, not open air. Obviously, we're in a plane, but yeah, there was nothing else there. It feels so much like a military plane to me. And what was the last line? I'm getting out of this military, this war zone. Yeah, like it felt, uh, um, in my mind smooth sailing, but i felt unnerved it was smooth sailing but i felt unnerved what i left was dark chaotic and confused people i know family and friends were helping me to make the decision about how i was to get there wherever there was um yeah I hadn't remembered that part actually until I just looked at it. Um, that there was this something dark and chaos. I mean, in 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 a way, it feels like when I'm thinking of it now, it feels like whatever it took to get me on this plane that was just it was so spacious and quiet, and there's nobody else there. There's nobody else to ask. Nobody else to ask like what to do or what should I do or reflect back you know give me the mirror it was just me on this plane and the decision had been made here i am going am i aware that there's pilots or is it just like a it doesn't i mean i don't see a pilot but i i think there's a pilot and it but it's just that the pilot and me and it's a very very big plane it's not like when it, yeah just a very big plane what's so interesting to me is that in a previous dream of yours the dreamer is at the airport looking out on the tarmac at all these people. But now the dreamer is in the plane. Mm -hmm. Similar type of surrealism. Right. And interestingly, I think that dream also did involve family and friends. I feel like I use that same. In the, in the dream work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I use that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, there was some more specific people in that. Okay. It was the opposite. They were the ones leaving. Okay. I was like stuck in the airport. Yeah. And then there was a big explosion that happened. And, you know, and then they all came running back. Um, Too late because I was already gone. No. 
<laughs> and now I'm the one leaving and they're the ones helping me to leave. That's right, because they're, okay. Well, like if, you know, if we look at this in the sort of Jungian way, or I'm not sure how, you know, that I'm everybody in the dream. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it does feel like such a personal process. You know, it's like all of those people are, you know, like I'm leaving, you know, something myself in a way because I'm whatever, whatever reason there's this separation and then they're coming back into me. And now I'm, I don't know, I'm not even sure what I'm saying about that, but somehow if I look at it, like they're all parts of myself, that's kind of interesting. But um, the, the feeling. I'm thinking spiritual journey because it's a flight. So to me, that's meaning that right now. What, what is it meaning? Spiritual journey. Oh, I mean, maybe because You're I mean, even the ocean, when I looked at the ocean below me, it was like glass. Yeah. It was like everything was so smooth. The oh, ocean was smooth. The yeah. air was, there was not a cloud in the sky. The plane was like so smooth and even. Smooth sky. Yeah. I mean, it was so in a way that was sort of lovely. But when I, but I felt this weird, like not that mental clarity, like I had been drugged yeah. and I was waking up to this thing that should have made me go, wow, this is cool, you know, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was a little, I was something. So how did you feel when you woke up? Well, like I had said earlier, it was like uh, kind of out of it almost, almost like I had been drugged. I mean, maybe that feeling of being drugged in the dream was because I had been feeling like it was really hot. And I think I maybe felt that like foggy headed, heavy, heavy sleep kind of thing. So I don't know. I just, I just, I just felt a little, um, hmm. It was, uh, yeah, um, perplexed, curious. Yes. Where was I going? Yes. I'm really seeing the universal uh, message that this may have for us. The heat is enough to like bring on this dream. So I'm going to put it in, in terms of like climate change. And, mm -hmm. um, and now I ha I'm having to go somewhere just feels like relocation for me because that's what I'm thinking about these days. Mm -hmm. People are having to relocate because um, I don't know, the world is burning. The world is burning. That's the thing is where do you go? I know, I guess I think about it too. You know, I, I finally decided after five and a half or so years here <laughs> that I'm, I'm just going to be where, you know, grow where I'm planted kind of thing until I know, until I know what the next step is. And, you know, there will be a next step. I don't, get the sense that I'm here forever, but. Um, After 9-11, my friend David, who um, makes copper fountains, <laughs> used to have a, a shop in the Wall Street market. He's like, yeah, I'm not sticking around for like this war. And again, I would say in his mind, right? right. That this war that's gonna happen. We live too close to New York City here, was his thinking. So now he lives in like Washington State, you know, across across the continent. So um that feels similar to me because you're saying let's just wait. When he was like, I'm out. Well, and that's a that's a perfectly fine decision, right? Like yeah. it's just very personal. Totally. 
when you're ready for that. I don't actually think it had to, it doesn't feel, it doesn't resonate to me that it was about moving. It, it feels like it was much more about moving into something different in my life. And that's because that's really where I've been is, um, you know, the figuring out, figuring out. <laughs> I, I kind of hate when I say that in quotes because you can't ever figure anything out. It's just <laughs> attention to your to the signals and the signs and whatever. Coincidence. Just wondering, like, what whether or not this new business that I've sort of embarked on <laughs> slowly, um, you know, is the right choice. Is this my inner pleasure and happiness is this what I really want to be doing is this what I'm really the most good at is it you know is this how I want the rest of my life to feel and I think that I feel like it has more to do with that with what I want to do in this part of my life now the second the second half or the last third or whatever people (laughs) whatever people say that the last third I guess would make sense Mm -hmm. so yeah it seems like it's more about that like somehow yeah I have some uh advice not advice it's um just something that I'm learning in my like Luddite fashion I'm not like the most techno savvy person uh but YouTube shorts you know you can do 60 seconds and just and I've been making a ton of dream stream ones you Mm. know and then I realized just recording what was on my computer is not gonna cut it I had sent you some of those so now I'm just talking to the phone um so and then I I think I haven't yet joined threads threads or thread I because I wasn't able to but I'll join that like all these different uh social media platforms have ways to promote oh trying to figure that out for dreamstream I never heard of that any of them so I love that so so and it's interesting to me if I'm the dreamer it's people my parents my family who I almost feel like they're reminding me where I'm going because Mm -hmm. uh maybe they know a younger side of me that maybe I'm not you know, paying much heed to right now, or uh, I wonder what what do you think that's about? The- I, I I almost as you were talking, I I was it made me think that it wasn't necessarily my parents, but if it were my parents, <laughs> it's almost like they're drugging me because they know that I won't make a decision because I, I I can't I have ADHD, like I don't make decisions. I just go from this thing, then then I'll change to that, and then I'll go back to this, and then I'm all over. So so as not to keep doing that, they're like, let's just put her to sleep for a little while and put her on the plane and she will thank us later. That's kind of what it feels like that they just don't ask permission. Ask help, they were helping me. They were helping me. That it definitely felt like they were helping me. Okay. They were helping me to sort of get to some quietude, some next steps, some next, some, yeah, some inner peace. <laughs> quietude. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's, that's so interesting. And it'll be interesting how you are going to your nephew's or niece's wedding in California. My niece's wedding. Yeah. That's not till October, but yeah. That's not I'm going to uh, Ireland, actually. Oh, oh, 
Oh, right. So yeah, I'm going um in September, mid-September for two weeks. A different feeling now for me. Like I, I'm going alone. It's what I'm doing for myself. And maybe it's an army plane because I'm leaving a battle. I'm not sure about that because I think one said battle in my head. Mm -hmm. so, and it also, to me, doesn't feel like an, a war, an army plane at all. Okay. It doesn't feel but like that. It's like a jet airliner. It just doesn't, it's only for me. Yes, for me. of course. Well, that's valid. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just can't picture it because of the benches. That's making me just see parachuters. I know. I don't know why. Yeah. Why does it have that? I don't know. I don't know. It just feels very spacious, very airy. Ooh. Clean. Um, like I'm able to lay down. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what else to make of the way it's set up, why it's set up like that. It just it definitely doesn't feel like an army plane. Okay, and I have to say, because our teacher, Robert Moss, taught us this, it's also important to look at our dreams as if they might be foretelling, as we were talking about your other dreams, but also warning us something. So it's making me think, and this is just me and my paranoia, uh, I better watch it in Ireland because... Someone's going to try to put the date drug in my beer or something. I just want to stay on my guard. Because mm -hmm. if I'm feeling like I'm drugged, but I didn't do drugs, and I don't quite know where I am, it's just giving me the caution. Mm -hmm. Get out loud, and hopefully that will give you the caution to... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really worry about that in real life, but I guess I like the idea of um being being um you know drugged what do I want to say about that it's like anesthetizing myself like I don't have to anesthetize myself in order to like make a choice or in order to stop doing a behavior Thank you. that's interesting can you say more about that um, yeah, I mean, I think I have pretty, I have a, f a few sort of anesthetizing coping mechanisms that aren't drugs. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't begrudge anyone who does anything, but I just don't, it's not my thing, but, um, uh, at least the anesthetizing kind of drugs. Are my thing. <laughs> um, but you know, I can overeat or overthink or, um, Move quickly, like move too quickly through space exactly. to try to like stay above, you know, to stay out on the surface of it. Um, well, I was above in that dream. Mm -hmm. above the surface of it. Oh, interesting. Was I rising above it? Huh. That's so interesting. Was that, that time in my life, mm -hmm. um, I came up with a mantra, and you know how important eagles are to me. I was very much connecting with the eagle. And so I made up the mantra, eagle flies above the storm. Eagle mm. flies above the storm. And that just helped me through a very difficult time, probably around when I got separated before mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So eagle flies above the storm. 
So I don't have to be under it. You know, but in this case, this is very different. I'm I'm above the water. The water is placid, like a like glass. And so in that way, I I feel like I really can see myself, right, in a glass mirror. Right. And then but it's not feeling well, but again, the anesthetize. Good. Yeah. I always worry about my friends who are traveling. I think the truth is, I want to travel. <laughs> well, you know, traveling, I mean. I love that for you. And you wish it for me. <laughs> I love that for you. Thank you. Um, yeah, and I understand. I understand, you know, <laughs> the desire to, and, and me on, on not, not having the ability to do that right now, yet, in your life. Because the manifesting. I mean, you you could really just it's a little more complicated with a chair and the thing. I you will. know, I will. I I'm on the five year plan. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you travel toward you know five years, man. Whatever. So yeah. Anyway, um, somehow this is all feeling like it's. I really don't even understand this, but I'm just going to say what's coming up for me right now. There's something about um, certain things ending in my life. Like today was my last day with my particular therapist. And yesterday I found out that this wonderful person who is not coming to my writing group, who is somebody who really reflects me so beautifully in the, in the class. And there was another thing that I'm not remembering right now, but some other thing that feels like, oh, another person not not able, not there for me kind of thing. Um, and, you know, the, the young person in me, maybe it's that person that's yeah. behind, you know, not in the plane yet with the family and friends, and they're trying to help me figure the next thing out. That part of me feels like it needs the reflection it needs I need mommy you know to say do that sweetie you're good at that don't do that this is wonderful this is not so good you know and I need my my writing friend to tell me if my writing is good and I need my therapist to help me figure shit out you know but the truth is I myself am a therapist and sure we do we do need help sometimes but I I really can do this on my own <laughs> I can be, it's almost like stepping into adult, like grown up. I'm a grown up now, you know, and it doesn't mean I shouldn't have therapy or that I shouldn't be sad about my friend not being there. It's just, there was something very like visceral about all of that though. And me like, I can fly on my own. Yeah. Like the way that I think I need someone else in order to express myself fully. I was like, just talking about, good. say that one more time. I need someone to tell me that it's good. Right. I um I was just talking to my friend Stacy and um we were talking about aging somehow. Mm -hmm. I guess it's coming up a lot. And she said, Well, I really felt like an adult when I sent food back to the kitchen at a restaurant for the first time. And I thought that was so funny. She's like, No, men are always doing it. I finally, it wasn't to my liking, it was the wrong thing, and I said it, you know, and she felt like that was an adult, an adult thing to do. 
<laughs> which I think is very funny. Funny, I guess it, that's very personal. What we think is stepping into our, you know, adulthood. Yeah, yeah. wasn't that for me? I was like, yeah, you sound like a bad kid. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was like when I realized, like, oh, I could just go to the, the the bodega across the street from where I lived in Brooklyn and buy some beer. I could just buy beer and drink a beer by myself in my apartment. <laughs> that was my grown up moment. Um, many years ago. Bye more recently <laughs> uh, yeah it's all I think yeah I don't know what to say I don't know what more to say just it's really hot right now oh my god it's getting hotter here we're, we're getting into our very very hot time of the day yeah I'll forget to closing the windows and putting the AC on in here it's only 83 here which is Oh, that's lovely. It had been. It is lovely. It's like us, right? Like only ninety here right now. I mean, it's been like ninety six and ninety seven, but it just feels really hot right now. I'm in the house, anyway. Um, we'll go ahead to the food store and hang out in the frozen food aisle for a little while. That's what I used to do when I didn't have. Yeah, right. There's always Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was that's a empowering gene yeah it was a kind of interesting hmm? in a way just the drugged piece of it doesn't feel empowering to me yeah it just it almost just feels like they did what they felt was going to help me the most to get on the plane to get to the next level to get to the next step like I wouldn't have been able to and so in a way that you know even though I just said, like, you know, I, I don't really need people to tell me that I'm a good writer or I'm a good, but I kind, but we do kind of need people to mirror us back and help said. us get on the damn plane. <laughs> That's what you said. You didn't say I don't need that. You said you do need. I do need that. Yeah, I do. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, right. Uh, we No, I actually said I don't really. I mean, I'm not going to die without this person in my writing group. I'm just going to adjust. Yeah. And there are other people there who are going to give me feedback to to whom I'm going to give feedback. That's just going to be different. And, and sort of letting, letting go of an attachment, I think, of what I think I need in order to step into my power. Yeah. So um, that's so interesting. So, you know, so the drugged part yeah, doesn't feel really good, but. That's interesting, though. And who who you said you don't necessarily think it was your parents. Do you have any sense? I don't know. Family and friends is all that it felt like. A lot of different people. And it felt like very chaotic. Like there was so much war, like war, like a war zone. Like, it was like, hurry, get on this plane. And like things happening, you know, dirty and like a, it felt like a war zone. But the plane was clean. plane was complete opposite. The ocean was Yeah. Complete opposite in energy. A good kick in the pants. Yeah, it was like, here, let, you know, we're going to, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe there was some way that I wanted to stay back with them because they're my family and friends. Ah, oh, that, oh. ah that feels really, really right on. Like, I want to stay back because I think, like, stay small or stay back or stay yes. in the thing that's familiar and comfortable, even though it's really not good anymore. It's not nourishing yeah. me. So... Yeah. I, I love it. I would I would want to uh do more writing on that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you might. And not wait till next Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might do that. Yeah. Thank you, Ellen. That was Thank you. Thanks for exploring that with me and being in the chaos of the exploration. Yes. It means a lot to me too, because my dreams have been small, but you were saying, who's to say what's like, mm -hmm. I likened it to who's to say that it's only a dream fragment or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm able to also live through the dreams that you share, you know, and it's, it's giving me um, content to work with. So thank you for my prompt. <laughs> what was the prompt? What dream stays with me? Yeah, yeah. That's why the dream stayed with you? Because of the prompt or nothing? No, the prompt came afterwards. Oh, and it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't about this dream. It was about a different dream. Oh. It was a totally different dream. It was the one, the one with the dirt in the corner. Uh-huh. And I shared that last dirt. time. <laughs> yeah, that there was a dirt. I was in the corner and there was like I all was this brown dirt. dirt. <laughs> do you remember that one did I did I share that yeah I do remember that one so um well thank you for your fertile mind and sharing that with me thank you for your gifts at dream exploration and your your particular way that helps helps me to see things that I wouldn't necessarily see on my own and similarly I hope that it gives uh the listener something also that's why I've been doing the the YouTube shorts because I'm telling about different things from dream work certain mm -hmm. symbols we might see and what they're commonly are but of course they're not that without one's own projections and right. um and and totem animals and lucid dreams all kinds of things so look for the Google shorts not Google YouTube <laughs> that's so cool I will look for them I haven't even yeah. seen them. yeah yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And um, would it be okay if I sort of promoted a workshop that I'm doing? Please do. Um, so August 12th, uh, Saturday from 10 to 12.30 Mountain Time. So 12 to 2.30 Eastern. Um, it's going to be the idea is that I'd like to start to create a community like a once a month gathering. And the, the, the bottom line topic is anxiety, but it's really about using the, you know, dream work and the arts movement, writing, painting, drawing as a way to um, to kind of assuage the, the symptoms or to kind of get underneath what's really going on. It's basically trying to put all that nervous energy that so many of us are feeling even if you're not necessarily a person with anxiety i say that in quotes you know um it's um we're all anxious about all sorts of things the heat yes. and the climate change and god knows yes. what else so it's just a way of coming together we need each other we really need each other you know and here we are doing this dream work together and it's a little community here and i'm you know my intention is to create a community that is ongoing. But in the meantime, this is just a kind of a workshop that uh, is a, like a bit of an example of what we might do. Oh, in I the, love it. That's that of everything that you've shared with me throughout these podcasts about the work you're doing. That feels the most connected to your gut, you know? 
thank you. It's getting there. I mean, I think that's what people kept saying is you just keep reiterating. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, starts to feel. So um, I guess, Matt, can we put uh, the info in the show notes? Yes, we do that for sure. And it's um, ellenronishealingarts.com backslash workshops. Ellen Ronis Healing Arts.com backslash workshops. But we'll put it in the show notes. Feel free to get on that and call, you know, contact me, whatever, if you have questions or curiosities or you want to join. Thank you so much, Ellen. Thank you so much. Please stay tuned, Ellen. (laughs) So I want to say to our listeners again, Great to spend this time with my imaginary friends, all of you, (laughs) and um, hold the mode, Metu King. Sweet dreams to all.